I don't know, this will be about 20, 25. Easy enough. Because I'm good at that. Try your stuff. I didn't say you could take your shoes off in my room, mate. I thought you were going to take your socks off, and I was like, nah, mate, nah. Right. Socks are off. Socks are off. Are we good to go? Yeah. Right. The socks aren't off, by the way. <laughs> They're staying on. Right. Okay. Today's title is a question. Josh. Yeah, hit me. Go. You why wouldn't. Christianity? Why? Why become a Christian? Why? What made you want to become a Christian? What made me want to become a Christian? Are you asking for my testimony, or what? Are you no, uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying. What comes to mind when somebody tells you, well, why are you a Christian? What made you be a Christian? Why am I a Christian? Why is it better to be a Christian? How long of an answer do you want? Um, not, not, <laughs> not that long, mate. <laughs> oh, crap. I've asked Josh a question. Oh, crap. Why? Because I'm going gonna, gonna to ask you to ask me the same question. And then we, that'll be all right. That'll be kicking us off. <laughs> yeah, I, I see why that would be a good way to start, but... <laughs> You have involved me in the mix. It is not as simple. Well, you can't have a simple answer. Um, I'd I'd say it because I don't want people to get this wrong way. I do think it's the right thing to do. But I will not... If a non-Christian hears that, they wouldn't relate to that at all. Well, I was asked this question... Um, by a very good friend of mine, he, he I was, I went to, he was in school, and I was sort of like the leader of our discussion group, and we would have really big, deep conversations, and we just kind of clicked. Like, this from uh, school, yeah, our school, yeah. But he he was younger than us because I was a leader, and he was in the discussion group. Anyway, and he he just reached out to me and he said, "Right, Ben, big man, like." <laughs> what made you be a Christian? Because I don't see anything, I still don't know and stuff. And I'm like, and I'm like, yo, Will, this is for you. And the first thing that came to my mind was um, Revelation. And in our previous episode, you've quoted this, if people listen that long. <laughs> he watched that? Huh? What? What? No, Josh, we just recorded it. <laughs> oh, that one? <laughs> you just... I thought you were talking about the other one. No, in the last episode, you oh. talked about this, right? So then I <laughs> saw... <laughs> So, the, so when he asked me what made me become a Christian, this is the first thing that came to my head, right? Revelation 21, 1 to 8. Oh, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned to for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he was seated on the throne and said, Behold, I am making all things anew. And he also said, Write this down, for the words are for these words are trustworthy and true. This is a prophecy. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega beginning and the end to the thirsty i will give them the spring of the water of life without payment 
The one who conquers will have his heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now, I said this quote before, the difference between Christians and non-Christians is a Christian is born twice and dies once, and a non-Christian is born once and dies twice. Non-Christian is born once and he dies physically after his life on earth, after the application form to heaven has been failed, and then he dies eternally, forever, because souls can't die, they have to go somewhere. And then a Christian is born twice and dies once. Is born into the world, born again, becoming a Christian. Well, I'd say that that rebirth is a form of death as well. Also, yes, it's a rebirth moment. Death of the old into the new. And then they only die once, which is in the physical, so that they then can live forever. Because it's not from when you die you become a Christian. It's from when you become a Christian and you will be that Christian forevermore okay so when he asked me that that was the first thing that came to my head because it's my it's a very big favorite verse and often when christians talk of revelation first they think about dragons and prostitutes and then without a doubt they think about this um verse because it's it's very powerful and i think it's it's the one clear 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 verse in which this is god saying you paul write this down this is happening all right this is gonna be this is going to be a thing. And it got me thinking there. If this is the reason why I want to be a Christian, then where do I fall? What what category do I fall under? And being a Christian means you don't fall under the, you know, oh, we're good, we're better, we're saved category. We are saved. But a Christian is just a sinner who's aware that they need saved. So Christians were cowards. They were faithless. They were detestable. Murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. I can see why my last episode overlapped a wee bit. <laughs> exactly. We, in Josh's last episode, he talks about Hosea. And we're just detestable creatures, aren't we? Well, that's really depressing to hear, but we're completely and utterly putrid and horrible and dirty and dirty hands can't clean a dirty soul you know if you're dirty you can't clean yourself with dirty hands we are in every sense of the word evil and sinful and wrong now how can i say that with confidence how can i say that in my own race how can i say that to you people listening how can i say that and still think I can sit here and make an episode, make a podcast. Because God designed us not to be. He wrote the rules of the of the universe. And he is the perfect margin of goodness and glory. And when when you have a set of rules that a person has created for you. The rules are for your own good. I love board games. And if we've just got one of my favorite board games and we didn't follow the rules, we just said, hey-ho, do what you want. There's no game there. 
there's confusion there's chaos and there's most likely somebody is going to end up worse than everybody else because at the end of the day if somebody just says all right i have all the gold and everyone's like what then it's not fair for everyone else you know rules are there rules are there not as a not as a not as a feature of restriction which is the biggest lie that the world tells you the world tells you be free don't be be ungovernable <laughs> you know um be be free be different be exactly um be exactly who you want to be create your own rules create your own life people can't do that people can't do that because they're dirty people can't do that because everywhere you walk you're leaving this murky footprint all right called sin and everybody's gonna everybody sees it so the best way that the world set ignores that is to first ignore god i mean it's so much easier when you have a board game and somebody says this is the rules but then everybody at the table goes well i don't want to play the board game anymore because there's rules so the board game doesn't exist right get that off the table put that back on your shelf ben we don't need that we're not going to use that we're not going to do something that follows rules we're not going to do something that requires brain power we're not going to do something that i have to actually sit down and think about something i want to do this my own way i want to sit on the sofa and be lazy i want to sit in the sofa and do exactly what i want that's life man that's what humans are that's what humanity is now this got me thinking um about the two kinds of skeptics and how to deal with these kinds of skeptics um first one is the open-minded doubter jesus exemplifies the 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 command of jude have mercy on those who doubt jude 23 as christians it's vital we recognize who around us is going through doubt but are still open and humble enough to receive from us so there you go that's doubt and then they got the hostile crowd so pharisees who who stood in the presence of the miracle working jesus and said like the famous skeptic bertrand russell not enough evidence god Jesus refuses to give them more evidence and pointed to the fact that they are those who had less evidence responded correctly because of their hearts. It's faith, man. Faith is the key thing, not evidence, not reason, not under well, understanding. And Jesus says the truth will set you free. For three, free, the truth will set you free. Now I want to read a confrontation Jesus had with Jews in the temple. This is one of my favorite. Well, it's not really one of my favourite ones because there's so much to unpack here. Um, it's quite a long wee passage. Um, so, well, I'll I'll do it in segments here. So, um, before but, you start that, yeah. So you mentioned these two, uh, two. What do you call them? Skeptics. Skeptics. What the open-minded you... doubter and the person who's hostile-minded hostile crowd. Okay. What What would you say are the current climate of the people you meet? Who? What? What band do they fall in? As uh, in terms of Christian, non non Christian, but they're religious. Right now, or right now, anybody who I talk to, the majority of them are open minded. Yeah, I find that God has led my life in a way that it used to be hostile crowds everywhere and I would just go online and watch these videos of hostile people and how to deal with them um, but then that was dragging me away from my Bible and as soon as I bring God more and more into the picture he brings more and more people into my picture who you can see eye to eye and everything like that and you know a few of them as well like it's so interesting 
to go from go from the kind of go ready for war when all you need actually is ready for conversation because that's what i was that's why that's how i used to be as a christian or, or i can recognize myself i'm a i was a warrior i was a conqueror uh, nothing could stop me from spreading the word you know but then you, you kind of if i'm god's conqueror you kind of focus more on the conqueror rather than god's um it should be the other way around um and we're talking about these kinds of skeptics here um we're, we're talking about these kinds of people and how does this link into that first passage passage in revelation how does it link into this kind of stuff and how does sin this murky horrible disease that we all have how how is this the biggest thing in our lives right now well i'm just going to read this confrontation that jesus had with jews so early in the morning he came again to the temple all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them the scribes and the pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst they said to him teacher this woman has been caught in the act of adultery now in the law moses commanded us to stone such to stone such a woman so what do you say this they said to test him and they might have and they might have some charge to bring against him jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground and as they continued to ask him he stood up and said to them let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her and once more he bent down and wrote on the ground but when they heard it they went away one by one beginning with the older ones and jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him jesus stood up and said to her woman where are they has no one condemned you she said no one lord and jesus said neither do i condemn you go and from now on sin no more that's what us easily top 10 jesus moments <laughs> right there. Okay, you know um i watch Mojo, so top many 10 jesus so moments. many conversations i've had where people are like how can you how can you compare jesus to old testament blah blah blah, blah. and i just give them this and i'm like well what did jesus say jesus said he without he without sin cast the first stone so how am i going to judge you i've i've sinned i'm not going to throw stones or anything like that so um there's one again jesus spoke to them saying i am the light of the world whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life now who can say that who can literally stand up in front of the world and say i'm the light of life only jesus right but these people are like doubting him and they're rightfully questioning him so the pharisee said to him you are being you're bearing witness about yourself your testimony is not true jesus answered even if i do bear witness about myself my testimony is true for i know where i came from and where i am going but you do not know where I came from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, Therefore, where is your Father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So he had said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself since he says where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, you are from, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? 
Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge. But who but he who has sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I what I have heard from him and I sorry, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father, so Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, when you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak as the Father taught me, and he say, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed him. And I'm going to stop there because there's still more um, to read on. I just don't want to uh, just over, overspill things. Um, let's mark it there. So you have this confrontation between Jesus and many people. Many people trying to test him. Many people just honestly asking him. And many people who just... Um, genuinely believe in what they hear and once more and I'll go back to the woman why the Pharisees and the teachers of the law why were they so eager they were, it was nothing to do with the woman it was nothing to do with the woman in that story um, um I mean you might say well we're the woman and we deserve to be judged um, but not by other people or whatnot. but that's, uh, that's another conversation the thing I love about the Bible is you can take a verse and have an infinite debate about it um but the sin here the sin is oh look we find a woman caught in adultery and it says that according to the law of moses that we stone her and jesus says um you thought sin cast the first stone nobody nobody can cast a stone only jesus could cast a stone jesus is the only one there that had the right to cast a stone and this is what the Pharisees were confused about. I mean, imagine Jesus picked up a stone and threw it. All right, and you know, have all these all these skeptics saying, "Ah, oh, hang on a second, this person." And then Jesus is just like, "I'm doing what is accordance to the law. I'm the only one that can do accordance to the law because I am Jesus. I have no sin, and this person needs to be judged." But what does it say? He says, "It he says, well, I, I'll not." He says, "Lady, where have they gone?" She's just sitting there shaking. She's just like, Lord, they've gone away. And he just says, well, I don't judge you, neither will I. You know, but sin no more, just for future reference. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and just linking back to this original question, Ben, why are you... Why are you a Christian? Because I can see the dirt and the the, the just how evil people are and it gets me angry it gets me really really angry and i think and i think uh mo- mo- the majority of christians um in their walk because nobody nobody becomes a christian and then is this perfect kind of example where they love their enemies immediately i think all, all christians have their doubts and their thoughts we, we all do because as i said we're human um but it's just i can't imagine a more horrible thing to be a part of this world forever i can't imagine a more detestable cowardly dirty way of life than to sit and to do things as the world says to be yourself to do things that you think are right because eventually you're going to hurt someone 
majority of the time you hurt yourselves why is mental health so bad in this day and age right now especially in young people there's there's a complete lack of value and morality it's now just up for debate everything is just questioned it's now do i matter the majority of people say oh yeah but that's it there's no explanation to why you matter it's just you matter because with people that care for you and it doesn't it doesn't satisfy someone because if somebody can just see the evil that happens in the world they get frustrated they get angry and rightly so because it is wrong and the only reason why we can recognize it and perceive it as wrong is because there was a lawgiver and the lawgiver is the ultimate margin of good the law the lawgiver the lawmaker made these laws in his universe to provide us with a set course we're like a ship sailing on the sea and we have to chart our way and he gives us this course to this promised land, this this kingdom of heaven. And he says, the seas will be rough. You'll, you will die. <laughs> you will die. Jesus says a lot of, like, honestly. Um, uh, not, not only that, but we also live in a world that rejects all form of value, all form of All form. Which is why I'm trying to do this materialism series. But uh, they're trying to make... You can, you can find if you can imagine like there's a hierarchy of meaning okay mm. there's things that are more meaningful or more things that are this is more valuable than that mm. we live in this materialist uh postmodern landscape but it's just dead flat mm-hmm. everything's arbitrary you do this because why not so it's, it's a whim mm-hmm. and not only that it's well say it's a powerful weapon to rationalize whatever kind of moral structure you have yeah because you can say well I, it doesn't matter so i can do this it's an excuse like i i read something online and it's basically this person trying to make a, a defense for pornography and i was just reading it, I'd it, it i would it made up. it made me sick yeah because just the, let me just uh, one of the things they were saying um some people may feel guilty or even to the point where they're sick to like the stomach of like how they shouldn't be doing this you know they said to that what I said, no it's just it's just because we live in this world that has been <laughs> made sexuality some sort of the thing that you should be put aside which i laughed out loud at because we have not we have yeah. not lived in a time well, I haven't lived right now anyway, but like our society is so overly sexualized. Yeah. The stuff you can get away for the fact that she can get or he or she can get away with saying that yeah, is testimony to the times we live in. Hundred percent, suicidal <laughs> comment. Like, what do you think? Of that? Uh, one thing, they, another thing he said is ways to overcome that is to follow quote sex positive people and get this unfollow people who have more conservative uh view in this matter and i was like wow yeah and you know that you know, wow. what, you know, what, you know what that is you know what that is that is a coward that is a coward it is isn't it there is remove all it was, sort of what's it say who, who, who's god say is gonna be thrown in the lake of fire fire all right? flowers what it's the, se- the the lake of fire okay sexually immoral and cowards among others yeah among among yes cowards especially and this is something that i would definitely like to think about for the uh, the next few minutes here cowards 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 (laughs) what are they they're according to the bible 
uh, and my Those who lack courage my translation are the people refusing to leave a comfort zone for the sake of the greater good well it's hiding in your keeping your own it's hiding in your ambitions. hobbit hole instead of venturing forth yes. to slay smog exactly alright exactly and that's detestable to, to God you know I was talking about navigating a ship through a sea with the charts that God's provided us. It's dangerous. It's stormy. It's unpredictable. The sea is very unpredictable. Jesus is not a bomb shelter. Jesus is not a kind of excuse for us to stay below deck and let all the other people handle the rigging and do the sails and let the captain... Jesus may be our captain. He's the captain of our soul. But he is not the ship. We're the ship. We steer through the seas. We need to look at the charts, and the charts being God's word. We need to look at the guidance. We need to leave our dirt and our mire and our muck and and venture out and not be cowards, but be present and be, be ambassadors for God, be his disciples. Um, that's what a Christian is, and that is honor. That is honor in that. And I think as men, Josh, we can confidently honor is the is one quite a big thing that we're looking for all guys look for a sense of honor sense of uh, uh establishment faith my faith is mine jesus 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 till the day i day the, the only thing i have is, is my faith that's the only thing i have because everything else will pass away all right my faith will live forever my my own body will pass away but my faith will live forever all right so will when you ask me why why do people become christians what what made you become a christian because when you look at the muck in the mire and then you see the clean purity gold shining light jesus says he's the light of the world it was in the beginning of that uh, uh, passage i said that sparked the debate there when we're in the dark and we see the light if you if you if you if you if you had the entire earth all right, completely dark, pitch black, and there was a single can and there's a single candle lit. Everybody would see it. All right, well, not everybody because the world is round, but literally, it would be unbelievable how. And that, and I can personally say that's what it was like becoming a Christian. With for me, it was like a, a match, a tiny, tiny little match. It wasn't this roaring fire that lit up inside me, and I was like suddenly praising God and literally going like whoa the 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 passion the 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 pure the burning flames that burnt away my disease no it was this tiny tiny flame all right surrounded by extreme darkness extreme sin cowardness the list of that revelation chapter that was what i was and then there was this tiny candle in my life that was lit and that's all I look at. That's all I look at. This tiny little light source. And no matter how much dark tries, if there's enough fuel for that fire, that fire will burn forever. As Christians, we provide that fuel. I prov- I need to provide that fuel by with the Bible. I need to navigate my ship through the Bible, through those charts. All right? Now, we'll read on of what Jesus says. So, as he was saying these things, many believed him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, 
And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Not flipping pornography or relationships or getting a really good job, starting a business, raising a family. Not even, right? Not even being who you think the best person you could be not helping every woman no old lady across the street right because if you if you have a woman across the street and you don't do it in the name of god all right it's like it's it's a self-praise it's idolatry to yourself it's still a sin and this hits a lot of people a lot of people don't understand that oh i do good things you've not done a single good thing in your life if you didn't do it in the name of god you've not done a single good thing muddy hands leave muddy muddy fingerprints muddy feet leave muddy footprints doesn't matter you may walk into a clean house and you may have built this house all to yourself but if you're of sin that will house will burn and tarnish all right it's only god it's only the it's only this fire that jesus has that jesus is so um if you mind can i put this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. perspective so yeah you said the truth may set you free and uh you also talked about board games and how they have rules and how we should the, the rules make the game exist, mm. right? So, and I would just discuss about how people have all these uh, worldviews, ideologies, uh, materialism, for example, that allows you to very swiftly negate meaning, mm. right? Um, but if you, if you think, about, it's because people find that those rules constrictive, right? Obviously, the rules, they yes. could constrict you. But... You, in saying that you kind of make a presupposition say if I didn't have these rules I will be free but that's completely false it's completely backwards it's completely it's exactly opposite the opposite the truth right because mm. say you've got this um, say if you're subject to if the one thing you're subject to is the lord of lords right king of kings Elohim of Elohim mm. right the top of the hierarchy, yeah? If you're subject to that, everything else falls in place by itself because everything else that is righteous and just will also be subject to that. Exactly. Everything falls in its place, right? If you're you're subject to the thing that's at the top of this hierarchy, right, all of a sudden, you don't need to have an individual understanding Mm. of every single point in that pyramid of mm. of things, right? Say, for, we're talking about say, uh, pornography, for example, or uh, just sexual relationships, right? Mm. You don't need to have a completely different worldview in that. You just look at the top. Does this does this fall in line with the thing I'm supposed to be subject to? Right? Yeah. Now, what happens if you don't do that, right? What happens if you set because you, you you always worship something. It's impossible not to. Yeah. Okay. You can't just not worship something. If you have any form of I want to do that, right? For me or for them or for of anyone. anything. If you want to if you do anything, it's a form of attention, it's a form of worship. Yeah. Okay. Say I look at a pretty lady, right? Pretty lady. <laughs> pretty yeah. woman. Walking down right. the street sorry. And I that's a that's a pretty woman. And I don't do that in the proper Way of things, no. right? Say, um, I'm, I'm, my, I'm slave to something that's lower. Okay. Yeah. You do know People, the passage I'm reading off because it talks about that later on. What? Pretty Woman. Yeah. Roy yeah. Orbson. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't realize he was a biblical figure. <laughs> um, I say, say another way of looking at it. Say you're overcome with rage, overcome with anger. You're possessed with anger. Okay, people, people uh, automatically dismiss uh, as because mm. we live in a materialist worldview. They automatically dismiss anything that's sort of related to being possessed or demons or God or any of their spirits, that yeah, kind of thing, yeah. right? But it's like, if you're enveloped in rage, you you don't have control of yourself. Yeah. What better definition of being possessed by another principality that you should not be aligned yeah, with? And what, all, what other representation do you need? And we all know what it's like to be possessed with rage. We all it's a human experience. It's exactly, you cannot you cannot avoid that. Exactly, we've, we've been people have been possessed by lust, by anger, exactly. by and this is hatred, right? And this is exactly what Jesus talks about. He says, "The truth will set you free." And they answered him, "We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How <laughs> is it that you say you will become free?" I love I love just how confused they're like. I am free. <laughs> it's like, do you imagine Jesus pointing at you and going, "Look, mate, I'm going to set you free," and you're like. Is someone uh, am I imprisoned? What what's going on here? Oh crap. And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Oh, exactly. There you go. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you will I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father. And uh, and you do what you have heard from the, your father. And you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you that the truth that, that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works of your, the works your father did. They said to him, we are not born of sexual morality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For if I came from God and I am here, I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Big key thing. People can't bear to hear God's word. People can't bear to hear instruction. People can't bear to hear rules. You are of your father, the devil. And and that's a big thing he said. He just told a crowd of people your father's the devil mate and your will is to do your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks out of his own character for he so that's why they were saying oh you must be demon possessed because jesus was speaking about his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies but because i tell you the truth you do not believe me which one of you convicts me of sin if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear that, and that's really powerful, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Because, like they said, he's speaking of his own character. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Going back to the woman there. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. 
the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not fifty years old. You are not yet fifty years old and have seen Abraham. Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. That is, that entire encounter just really, 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 really touches me. Because I love a good debate and a good conversation. And he just, Jesus was just raw. He was raw. He said, right, if you were, if you were Abraham's children, you wouldn't be doing half the things you're doing. You're actually of the devil. Was it C.S. Lewis who said, you can't really have a passive view in Christ because either he's a lunatic, evil, or the son of God? Yeah, exactly. Um, Honestly, and I, I, the reason I put the whole thing down, so that's um, John 8, 1 to 59. Um, the reason I wanted to read the whole passage is because everybody needs to hear Jesus in action. A lot of the time, we only just cherry pick Jesus' words, like, um, uh, For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. If he believes in me, he shall have eternal life. And it's like, Whoa, yeah, Jesus. You know, there's not that kind of raw conflict that encounter of nah jesus where you obviously you're a samaritan you're a demon possessed you blah 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 and then jesus is just like if you are of god you will hear the words of god and if you're not of god you will not hear the words of god what does that say to people these days what does that say about people these days if you're not of god if you are not have any inclination if you don't have that kind of little flame not even a flame a match that's unlit if you don't even have any matches you're not of God. You're not going to hear the words. You're not going to see glory. You're not going to see the what true happiness will ever be. You're not going to see any of that. You've condemned. God hasn't condemned. You've condemned yourself. You've denied the very fact that Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Savior that we sinners, all right? I'm a sinner. Josh is a sinner. We saviors understand is our Savior. We understand and trust fully in that, that he is our Savior. And because of him taking the punishment that we deserve, we deserve to die. Every sinner deserves to die. Sin is dirt. It deserves to be burned. God loves us so much. They was like, look, I need you to be with me. I love you. You're going to be with me. Jesus here is going to take your punishment for me because I... I need you to return to me. And he says that, return, all right? Return to himself. We are the property of God just as much as everything in the world is because we're his children. He's our heavenly father who loves us. We talked about Jose in our in our last passage, how we keep turning our back. We keep stabbing him in the back. We keep, I do it and Josh does it too. We always turn our back on him. And we we feel guilt for that and guilt is a raw emotion guilt is a heavy burden on a christian but it's not it's not the burden 
that we bear it's the bur the guilt is actually the understanding of the burden that we have and guilt leads to um uh, uh confession and confession leads to forgiveness and forgiveness leads to eternal life all right it's very easy to become a christian you know you can say i want to become a christian living as a christian however it's like oh you know there's a quote that i don't remember the source but um or maybe maybe it's just from my top of my head but anyway, i can't remember um it's like uh so many thoughts when i become a christian people think it's that's that's it done life's gonna be easy now mm. but no like when you become a christian that's when you join the fight that's yeah. when you pick up the you've cross. been that's when you drink from the cup of christ that's you, what it means you put on the armor of god that and a lot of people are scared of that people don't want to commit themselves just going back to the board game analogy because it's a little bit more easier to understand when you get a rule wrong in the board game all right it's very easy to just go oh and then pick up the instruction manual and read it and go ah actually i shouldn't have done that let me it's the exact same with the christian life that's kind of what the prophets do. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh oh flip wait wait I broke a rule. I don't actually know if this is right or not. All right, but what actually happens when somebody purposefully knows that they're breaking a rule? You call that that's a cheater right there. No room for cheaters in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Absolutely not. I feel like Alex Jones. There's no room for the kingdom of God. You know, like you can't cheat your way here because God is the overseer and. He provides his instructions, and a lot of people say, "Oh, Christianity's a straitjacket." Says the person who's got a pornography addiction. Says the person who loves doing things that just are so un so un 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 unbecoming of him. Who who is bad self esteem? I have bad self esteem, but who have just or just complete refusal of the idea that there is a god out there who actually wants the best for me and because they want the best for me he has written a 60 he's written, he's got 66 books right just sitting there on pretty much every bookshelf in the world right he's got he's how, how much more um how much more can he give you Oh, I want to see him coming out of the clouds. Then I'll believe. He's going to do that, but he's not He's not going to... He's not coming out of the clouds for the reason you're thinking of. Oh, evidence. He's given us enough evidence. If Jesus did come in this day and age, right, and then the Bible was completed 2,000 years later, what about the people 2,000 years later? Does Jesus have to keep re-emerging? No, it can't work like that. This was a per turning point. He came exactly when he needed to do in the in the fall of the, in the in the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Whenever things, the, the what was it recorded history, um, data started being collected. Why am I a Christian? Because it's better. It's so much better. I'm going to be set free from all the things I hate and all the things that I, um, that I'm ashamed of. You know how good would it be? to cast off your burden and that's what you do you cast your burden at the cross and you're free you're free to go but you're also free to make a stand you're also free to make a stand for our god in heaven who made a stand for us you know that's what being a christian it's not what being a christian is all about i don't want to say it like that this is just a still this is this is this this episode is a little match flame all right 
It's a little snippet into what my Christianity looks like. And I still believe that it's still a flame. And people listen to this, they say, oh, he's got, he's a bit passionate, isn't he? No, <laughs> it is a little flame in comparison to my sin. In comparison to my sin, my Christian faith is a little flame. And I'm ashamed about that. A lot of people are ashamed about that. But it's that little flame that's going to get me into the, to get me out. It's that little flame of faith that's getting me out of the lake of fire and sulfur. And I would recommend anybody listening to this, do give that book, the instruction manual, the Bible, a list, a list, I can listen to it, but also a read. This is what it's all about. It's about life. It's about life eternal. And you got to understand that. You really got to understand that. It's not about bang rules. It's not about, it's about life. And it's about sin. And it's about us defeating it. And the devil and all those angels. Well, a poetic way to end it. Yeah. If you allow me. Um, back to bring it back to Hosea. Would I rather, would I rather be wife to the husband who, after I hoard after other people, came and gave everything he had to buy me out of slavery, that I may be his forever, without, without blemish, or would I rather continue to whore after those who will eventually sell me into slavery? Mm. Well, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Well, I just to finish right one passage, Matthew sixteen, twenty four and twenty to twenty eight, and Jesus told his disciples, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up your burden and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul?" Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come and his angels in the glory of his Father. And then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. I'm just going to end it there for you people to think about. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to end it there. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.